What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Hayes. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's your man, Tony M, and you're listening to the PPUK Podcast Live. Welcome everyone to the PP UK podcast. A little extra one this today. Um, this is uh, reviewing the MPG gig at Coco this last weekend on Sunday. Um, we've had a few days to recover. My voice still hasn't totally recovered, but with me is Lee. Barely with you. I'm still recovering from the weekend. Um, yes, I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> and Leah. I am very here. I think I'm the only one that's fully present. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here in spirit, but seventy-five percent of my only seventy-five percent of my voice is so. Um, right, I was at the I, front show, Ben, and I heard you. Really? That <laughs> <laughs> no, was like my that spider was... senses was like tingling. Was like, I'm pretty sure I can hear Chopin singing to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the one. <laughs> <laughs> and am I losing a quarter feeling fucking fucking fine and I reckon that's stupid <laughs> yeah um and I think me Maureen and Kat there was a lot of uh 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 oh from the start we didn't Dead. even yeah <laughs> wasn't even waiting for it wasn't even waiting for Tony to cue it in we were, we were making sure that that got played all right so we're gonna start with Lee because Lee you got into the sound check right uh yeah I didn't not that I you know, climbed Coco's and climbed through the window or anything. Uh, yeah, went into the meet and greet. Um, Coco looks amazing. I think the refit, the refurb, since the roof, well, it had a fire, didn't it? Uh, I think it looks it looks incredible. It's a nice, very, very nice venue. Um, so queued up for the meet and greet and uh, got to meet uh, Tony Morris and MPG, and that was really cool. Had a picture, official, an official picture taken uh, with the MPG. And um, that was really, really cool. Um, and they remembered me and from the podcast and um, was chatting away. And they said, thank you for all the support that we've been giving them. And uh, and that was really, really cool. And there was a couple of other people there that had their pictures taken um, that we'll receive on email. So that was really, really cool. Uh, and then and went they, down to the... They sold out for the meet and greet as well, weren't they? They were really popular. Yeah, they sold out on the on the meet and greet, which was really really great. And so the where the picture was taken was it was upstairs uh, by the wall, and obviously MPG came out with wearing masks and everything, uh, you know. And obviously COVID was you know COVID safety precautions were still in effect. Um, and then um, went down to the front. Um, uh, no, actually, sorry, I got it round the wrong way went in first and they did um lady cab driver and uh what was the other song here uh, she, here she comes is that it? when she comes i'm sorry yeah when she comes yeah. uh and welcome to america from welcome to america they did them, them too i i think i filmed it or live streamed it on instagram uh yeah and then we did the meet and greet sorry we got it around the wrong way went in did the sound check and then had the had, had the picture and then came sh- straight back down and then got to the front and uh, met a few people and was talking and and then just stayed there for the whole night and uh, it was absolutely amazing i was right at the front dead center 
as everyone keeps on telling me and tagging me in pictures, it feels like I'm where's Wally. It's like, hey, who's in this picture? And then everyone just keeps on tagging. Hey, I can see Lee. Hey, I can see Lee. Hey, I can see Lee. It's, I really do feel like, you know, where's where's Waldo or where's Wally or, or literally Wally here yeah. um, is, you know, and it, it, it's fun to see and it's great to see that interaction of, you know, seeing the the, the shots of, uh, from above and from the side and everyone, you know, we've That's not had great. that. We, we've not had that for a while of, you know, seeing a, a group shot of us and to, to, and it was a it was a great vibe that whole night. Um, just to not to jump the gun or anything, but it was a great vibe that night. It really was, and and it was nice seeing those pictures. And it's like and one in one way it's nice pointing yourself out and seeing yourself in the crowd but it's also nice like seeing where everybody else was and like how everybody you know like where everybody else and and he's like spotting your friends it's like oh yeah so-and-so's no. down there so-and-so's down there is uh um so so yeah um and then obviously before i went in for the sound check we had the, the pre-party across the road which was really really good and um just to say a big thank you to everyone that came uh, shouts to Maureen, Cat, Lee, Sam, Phil, Purple Army crowd, um, yeah. everyone, you know, it was really, really great to see everyone. And a big thank you to Dre for DJing and, and putting on a show. And um, he, he, you know, he's been incredibly supportive over the years and he's always, you know, yeah. our go-to DJ and he's a very good friend of mine. So thank was- you. Thank you, Dre, for that. Um, but yeah, no, massive thank you to everyone that came up. And, and said hello and apologies if I did say hello to everyone um I was crazy busy and I was trying to help people get tickets as well um so I managed to get a, a few people in and it was kind of you know swap shop of everyone's like hey have you got a ticket yeah yeah all oh, right this person needs a ticket it was you know and that's another thing you know that's positive about the community that you know some people that didn't have tickets just turned up there and managed to get tickets and it was, you know, like a, a swap shop kind of thing. And um, but no, thank you for everyone that came and and other people came up to me. And I know Chopin, you said people came up to you and said thank you for the podcast or thank you for the unboxing videos. And um, you know, that's really, really great to hear. And um, and again, thank you for the support. And you know, we do this as fans. You know, it, it was really fun to see because the other thing was is like we mentioned Maureen and Kat and Lee, you know, and they were flying for their party in October in in is the banished ones i believe you get a party in October and Debbie was down who's running a party in Edinburgh and i believe there's parties in Birmingham so it's 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 beautiful to see people all in the same place and uh have a, you know kind of talking about the other events you can go to up and down the country so it's a we've always been supportive of every everyone's event you know that's the whole point and yeah and having events like this is incredibly important and it was great to see everyone and you know we had an amazing night i think it was incredible um and you know so we we had the pre-party and then you had the the gig and it 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 worked everything worked out you know there's a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes speaking Uh, of well hard work beyond uh, speaking of hard work behind the scenes i mean leah was doing some hard work in front of the scenes i mean I know, and I just want to say a personal thank you to Leah because you worked your ass off for these past yeah. few weeks. You have been a legend, um, and you did an amazing job. Um, so thank you as a personal thank you to you. And Chopin, thank you to always 
guiding my creativity <laughs> and being my purple fairy godmother of <laughs> giving me advice when when I need it. So I do appreciate that. And um yeah, no, it was good. It was it was really, really good. And Leo, like I said, you you and Dale worked your asses off and uh, you know you you did what you had to do. You knew the assignment and you you know you're knocking things out of the park and you know you're very talented and you know that. So shout out to Leo. Thanks. Oh, it smells like the, it's not a podcast. It's a bloody Oscar speech. <laughs> <laughs> like to thank the Lee's Academy. Leah, <laughs> right. is there anyone you'd like to thank? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big shout out to Dale as well. I know you did mention yeah. Dale there, but he absolutely smashed it as well. Um, obviously, not being part of the the podcast, I want to make sure that he does get a really good shout out there. I've seen some of well, his. He's in the other room at this precise moment, so I hope yeah, you can hear, hear the, the appreciation. <laughs> Um, but I've seen some of his images um, They haven't been posted just yet But for anyone listening They probably will have been posted By the time that you hear this um, Or at least a handful And oh my god Some of them are incredible So big shout out to Dale For when those come out Yep And, yeah, and big, we... shout, uh, big shout out to the band For a killer performance yeah, We haven't even got to that bit yet uh, <laughs> We're yeah. picking up our oh, cells more And, and, <laughs> and, and, and Dre uh... <laughs> And Dre's own for uh, playing some nice deep cuts. Yeah, he at the pre-party. Really, yeah, he 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 nailed that. He he got that straight away. And anybody that plays the Get Wild Money Maker mix is, uh, you know, respect. <laughs> give Dre's and again, try not yeah. to sound like an Oscar speech, but I give Dre's credit. He definitely knows how to read the crowd and. Oh, I forgot to give one more shout out to Taffy for coming over and sitting with me for a little while while I was running around like a headless chicken and talking about lighting fixtures for a Lady Gaga concert. So I know he listens to this podcast. So a big shout out to Taffy for sitting with me and talking about Lady Gaga whilst I was juggling a million things. And so shout out to Taffy as well. This is not a gig review. It's just a shout out podcast. Just... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, about that gig. I'd like to say thank you to the bartenders for first serving me coke. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the reason we're kind of going down this route a little bit with this one is because this is kind of a really big one for us as a platform as well, being able to interview the MPG prior to the gig and having the whole build up and Lee creating all these phenomenal memes. It, we did have such a build up to this gig and with COVID and everything like that, it's kind of the real big first event that we've had Prince wise. So I feel like it's felt like a real enormous event for us, not just as a Prince community, but PP UK as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So about that gig. <laughs> Yeah, the gig. <laughs> no, I will say this about the uh, um, the pre-party. is It was for the first time I'd seen a lot of people since lockdown. There was lots of people that were kind of like, it was just such a beautiful, uh, like, positive uh, yeah, party. That it was, yeah, it was just great. But I think that's pretty much it. When you get uh, when you get a lot of Prince fans in a room, most of the time, it's like you play some good music and you get a good dance floor going. And you've got that shorthand to talk to people, even if they're strangers. There lot, I think there was people that came in that didn't know anybody, ended up uh, having a couple of friends by the time they left. So that's the other thing is like, if you I are... Know, I learned from the master, again, this is not a Oscar speech, but I, I learned from the master... <laughs> 
I learned from the master Ray and um, it was all about that. You know, you make, you make these friendships and, you know, you turn up at these places, turn up to these shows and you have that one thing in common and, you know, you make, you make these friends, you, you know, it's like, as I jokingly said on the other, the podcast that I did uh, with Doves was, you know, it's like that step brothers sketch of like, Hey, did we just become best friends? It's that, you know, it's that That's you know it. Exactly. So, anyway, about, about the so, show. Yeah, but just as an aside, before the show, I will because the because we've all got one. Is that if you are thinking about if you don't know any Prince fans and you are thinking of going to a Prince event, whether it's the one in Edinburgh, uh, one in London, one in Birmingham, whether it's not even one of the UK ones, just yeah. go. You'll find a friend, even if you're alone. Just start talking Prince, and you'll find someone to talk to. It's it's great but the show so we're in the venue it's nicely air conditioned thanks to the refurb of the cocoa which was so needed after sweating it out of the party um and the lights go out and the light and all of a sudden live for love i you know i've heard them do this before but anytime i hear that sunny t doing that solo on live for love I am so happy. Yeah, if anyone heard uh, the, the girl scream at the, at right at the start, that was me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was, it was really, it's like one of my favorite tracks. Someone, um, someone at work the other day, um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast, Cameron, uh, he asked me the other day, he goes, oh, what's your favorite last track on a Prince album? And I said, Live for Love. Um, and, you know, hearing that, and uh, I think I've mentioned it before, it always reminds me of playing video games, playing Top Gun, and listening to that track. And it's like a, it's a great little track. And for them to start off with that, it's like, hey, you have my attention. You had me at this track. I'm yours for the rest of the night. Yes, it was great. I feel like I have a completely different perspective because Live for Love started for me and I'm just playing around with lenses and cameras and F-stops. Um, <laughs> um, but it was funny because it kind of, it was kind of almost like a theme tune for me scrambling around to get shots because I wasn't sure how long I'd be able to shoot for. So everyone else is like, you know, going with this upbeat tempo and I'm sort of scrambling left stage, right stage, middle. <laughs> to get shots um but i feel like it was such a perfect opener um but for any of the other tracks if you don't hear me talk so much it's probably because i was engrossed doing pictures somewhere <laughs> and unable to pay too much attention <laughs> uh, which was painful um but live for love was a phenomenal opener and i think it was really nice that they didn't go for the obvious like let's go crazy or something it was like yeah. in with the fans straight away yeah yeah, that's a, that's a that's a testing a testing who's hardcore in the house kind of like you know like uh, who, who's like who was still on board at this point you know like I thought it was a really good one that you know Mackenzie comes out is singing "Live for Love" and then Tony holds back and then comes on the stage halfway through. I'm guessing as a photographer, you're sitting there with the camera going, "Where's Tony?" <laughs> It, it, it was, was a it, it was a moment for me going. Tony's all right, isn't he? I was just like, "There's someone missing. There's someone missing in the back." Well, it's funny because you guys, obviously, looking normal with your eyes, you see the whole stage. 
Whereas when you're looking down a camera lens, you're looking at one zoomed image. So until Tony came out, I hadn't noticed he wasn't really there yet. And then he walked across my shot and I was like, oh my God, Tony's here, what a quick. <laughs> so it was like an even bigger shock for me because all of a sudden he was like walking past my, tele my telly lens and I was like, ah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great... It's, I, I I just remember it so distinctly at Nails because I was very close to Sunny T and I am a like huge fan of his bass playing and i was just my my eyes were like transfixed on it. like usually i'm a jumper and a screamer and a dance arounder but like when i was that close to sunny playing that I, my eyes were transfixed on his uh fingers doing the like the solo just like how the guy does it he is absolutely amazing you know like he held it down the whole show yeah and yeah. the other thing that i that I thought they had they all had so much energy they they were enthusiastic they weren't just you know there there was there was you know Mackenzie led it with energy and it, you know and they were all they you know they you could tell that they were enjoying themselves you can tell they were in, they were enjoying the vibe it was a and great I love that they went in straight after with the track like 17 days because they went from sort of 90s to 80s real quick but they were still like pretty fan tracks they were still you know they weren't obvious they hadn't gone for the let's go crazy 1999 yet they were still hitting you with the fan ones and i loved that it was the was it welcome to america arrangement um but i remember that kind of coming in and me losing my mind for anyone that knows me very well knows that 17 days is one of my favorite print songs ever so i was there like trying to take pictures but just wanted to dance <laughs> so i was like like grooving whilst taking the pictures <laughs> With the, the, the camera going, <laughs> if there's any blurred shots, they were probably taken either in 17 days or days of wild. <laughs> yeah, days of wild, yeah, definitely. What do you I think, Chopin? I thought it was fantastic. Well, I thought it was fantastic. I love that song anyway. Who, like, what Prince fan doesn't? <laughs> I mean, you know, there are there are some you know classic songs that some Prince fans like. Again, ah, I've heard them saying, "Yeah, no, I'm not so into 1999. I'm not so into this one." Or "Purple Rain's Overplayed." I never heard that said about 17 Days. Uh, 17 Days is universally loved, right? It's I've never heard a bad live arrangement of it, whether it's just him on piano or whether it's the Revolution or MPG in various incarnations. So it's it's just a great groove and it's so fantastic hearing like hearing the uh hearing the crowd sing the synth part you know it's like uh, 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 uh. it's so good i think by this point like at least five percent of my voice was already gone thanks to screaming live for love and uh, uh, uh. it's like all my upper registers were starting to fade already <laughs> <laughs> but then they make it even harder when they hit the next track, Girls and Boys, and like we're having to sing the female part. <laughs> Chopin's already there going, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, I'm just saying, I, I, I thought I'd just sing the baritone sax, uh, sax bit. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like everybody else is singing Girls and Boys. I'm just going, ooh, ooh. That's, all the bar <laughs> that's all of my voice that's left. And again, kudos for playing the act two arrangement of that song. Like rather than like kind of going for a revolution thing, it's like they're still doing what the MP the MPG arrangement of yeah, exactly. classic songs. It's that and I, I've I it's all it's actually always been my favorite arrangement because of the way it ends. There's this kind of dun, 
and you're like boom 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 dun, da, 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 da. see i can't even sing it yet because <laughs> that part of my voice is only so much back yeah it was such a good i think i think that's what's really interesting about going to see the mpg actually i saw already um conversations about whether there was too much 80s whether they should have done more 90s but i think that's kind of the beauty of being able to go and see the mpg that even if they do something that is from the 80s they're doing the arrangements that prince performed with the mpg so they have that ability to still bring mpg to the to the table even though it's not necessarily something that they recorded yeah. Well, it's the advantage. It's the advantage they have that, like, the revolution uh, approaching an MPG song is like we never did it. Like, it's one of those things. Um, uh, whereas the MPG had to perform everything, and that's not that's not comparison stuff. That's just like they, they've got that in the bag, you know, like because they had to. But as Morris said to us on 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 our interview, you know, it's you know they it's very hard for them to choose tracks and you know people's like oh why didn't you do this track why didn't you do that track and then also management and marketing people telling them you know you need to do these tracks but going through all the tracks there's not one i can't remember that i you know it's like i didn't know i didn't enjoy you know every you know how many times did the crowd sing along you know i think the balance of of tracks was 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 perfect and you know starting off with live for love and you know all the different tracks i think i think they they you know it's the goldilocks you know it's 280s 290s and i think they they got you know just right literally uh, i think it was you know very it was the right tracks to, to pick and and they know what they're doing and morris knows what he's doing and he i i think they nailed it in terms of the set list apart from the 70s i think they did a song from every decade because uh, if you include the soundtrack when she comes <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. yeah um because the dog black sweat from uh yeah that 2010, was... they done uh call my name from 2004 you know so they've done 90s yeah. stuff 2000s 2010s 80s stuff i think apart from something from for you because they even went as early as controversy so apart from for unless they did something from for you like that that would have been every single decade of music and made it sound cohesive. It's not an, and also the reason why the, uh, the answer usually to the question, why didn't they play that is because the gig wasn't 10, 15 or 20 hours long. And that's what you would need to play all of those songs. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Prince's, you know, famous phrase is, you know, I've got so many hits, so many hits and it's, you know, you, you, you can't please everyone, but, there's no one that I spoke to afterwards or any comments or messages afterwards was that they, you know, they didn't enjoy it. They didn't do this. I've not seen, I've not seen anything at the moment. So I, I, like I said, I think, you know, it must, it must be so hard to choose what tracks to do. And again, it's celebrating mm. Prince. It's not celebrating. It's, it's, it's celebrating this man's catalog. It's celebrating this man's performances it's so you know it, it it's very you know and some prince fans can be quite hard to please but i i i think i, I think they really did and i'm not blind smoke but you know i i think they i think they got it right i, I you know i you know i was i for me to sing along at the concert and stuff it, you know very rarely and i was you know watching the videos that i took on my phone and i keep on like 
I can't use that video because I'm singing over the top. It's I was howling. I can't remember what video of yours I was watching, and all I could hear was you singing along, and I was crying. It was so funny. I highly recommend that anyone listening goes and has a look at some of the, some of the People UK live stream just for the entertainment of hearing Lee a cappella. It's brilliant. And so you didn't get to rap, uh, you know, along with Tony M, but you did get to sure, sing along on one of the on videos. The there's, there's me rapping along with Tony, like Tony's like right in front of me and pointing at me, and I'm sure I'm rapping with him at the same time. And I'm like, and yeah, I've like played back some of the videos. I was like, uh, can't use that, can't use that, can't use that. And I'm like, I, th- I think you can, and I think you should. I think the the, the more of your vocal, the better. I don't know doing my album launch party next month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now this is, I mean, if it was up to me, if I mean, like, you know, everybody has their own dream set list. If it was up to me, they would have just played the first, first MPG album exodus and new power soul back to back to back and i would have been done so deuce in the quarter was uh a happy moment it's not even just deuce in the quarter because it goes straight into call the law and i know that i was always already having problems singing along after uh call the law so how uh, they how they went in so i i think i got like a six minute video and how they went from that song to Call the Law, it was it was really well done. And even with the lighting as well, it's a bit like Tony stands in the middle and there's light shining behind him. And then it goes he goes straight into Call the Law. And it was it was so well timed. And it was just it's a great because I even spoke to you and I said, Oh, should I should I split the video up? Uh, when I've been doing some editing, I was gonna cut it in half and you said don't do it. And I, I completely again, no. fairy godmother. I completely agree, and the actual video looks a, a lot better now because I've because I've not cut it up. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, a great, and I, I think the overall flow as well, just from one song to another. I don't think there was any. That was actually a shout out. You kind of touched on it there, but that was a shout out. I really wanted to give out. I don't know who did the light design, um, but it was phenomenal. <clears throat> just silly things like when they did black sweat, the lights went black and white. It, it like the video everything was kind of really seamlessly done and it's interesting because going back through the photos there was so uh, there was over approaching 2000 um but it's funny on certain shots i can tell you what song was being played because the lighting was so reminiscent of the era or the video so whoever did the light design kudos to them because i can pinpick some songs out of that so really well done shout out to the lighting guy it's oh, an Oscar God. speech. Uh, I oh, yeah. I I was I was ju- I was too busy jumping up and down like the entire room was moving for me. I mean, I was like kind of just trying not to knock people's drinks out the way as I was jump pogoing to call the law. <laughs> uh, by the end of it, uh, Lee, your fairy godmother, uh, she sounded like Pat Butcher. But the- <laughs> I was just like. That's the most UK reference Sorry. possibly make. <laughs> For any Americans watching, um, you'll have to Google that. <laughs> oh, Pat Butcher from EastEnders. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> she sounded um, like this, by the way. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So. I wanted to ask you guys, actually, and I think Call the Law is a really good one to mention. How did we feel about the fact there wasn't a female vocalist? And did you think it was missed? Because Mackenzie took the rosy part of Call the Law. What do you think? I, I It's interesting because I thought... Um, I thought there was a Rosie Gaines sample. Yeah, that's what I, I was just thinking. Uh, there was a Rosie Gaines sample played. Uh, sure. So he was singing over the top, but Rosie Gaines' voice was in there. I mean, uh, you know, the MPG over the years has definitely had female members, and Ida played with them. Ethan Nilsson, sorry, played with them, and Candy Dolfer has played with them as well. So, um I, it was something that I was kind of <clears throat> not concerned about, but I was definitely curious. And we mentioned it in the podcast with um, with Tony and Morris, where we were like, are you going to have a special guest vocalist? Because we know we've had Beverly when I saw them in Shelby's play. Yeah, when I saw them Martha. in Birmingham, they had Misha Paris. So they have brought in guests as well um, to sing with them. And I was like, oh, are they going to bring someone in? But I have to say, Mackenzie really carried it. And at times I wasn't even looking at Mackenzie and it just sounded like a female vocal. It really fitted well um, because I think it's quite a hard with with Prince music. Sometimes things like Girls and Boys, Pop Life, they're songs that have a lot of really heavy female vocal parts. And it really wasn't as missed as I thought it might be not having a female vocal on stage. Well, Mackenzie's got a really good upper register, that's for sure. Yeah. You know? So he's like he's he's not just like somebody who his upper register is. Uh, he's got power in the upper registers so that's that's what carries it off it's like some guys they can go high but it starts to sound really and thin and nasal but he's got quite he's got a full tone to his uh to his uh like head voice so yeah um that as, as much as tony m is my hero i think if i was to do american football analogy Mackenzie would be my MVP because he was incredible. And uh, the, the last couple of times I've seen him, he's been really, he's been good, but I think he's, he's, he's coming to his own now and he, he, he performed and he, you know, lyrically, vocally, um, performance wise, he, he had so much energy and, um, I I I was like, wow, he is he's he's very good. So he would, and no offense to any other members of the band, I know they work incredibly hard, but you know, for something to have that on your shoulders and celebrate celebrating Prince and to you know to have that, yeah, I think he's made I think he's made it his his own and very similar to you know Queen um, with um, help me out, Leah, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert, it's that that kind of, um, and I think Nigel made that analogy as well. When I, when I spoke to him the, uh, the day after, he made that analogy of like they make it their own and it becomes a whole new thing, which isn't disrespectful to the previous thing. It's something new, but it's still paying homage to the previous thing. And it's you know, I, I and I'm not you know over exaggerating. I just think. His overall performance was, you know, he, it, it, it was a, it was a show. It was a gig. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you're never going to replace Prince, so why bother trying? Like, and I don't think they tried. I think they got somebody to sing those parts rather than someone to replace Prince. Right. 
basically. Mm. Even when a normal band, you know, changes singers, you know, mid-album or whatever, it's a it's a challenging thing. But when you're kind of talking about, you know, you're replacing somebody who was a, essentially a solo artist. So uh, for most, for a lot, but you know, of his career. So rather than a band member. Sorry, stage presence. That's, that was the terminology I was trying to reference earlier. Yeah. His stage presence was... He didn't have it. It was the definition of it, you know, like Prince. So, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't all be here talking about. No, it, and he, uh, you know, he, you could tell he was enjoying himself and he even got emotional uh, later on. Uh, and I think t- Tony was con- consoling him, just checking on him. And stuff yeah, I saw like. that, Jen. Was that? Yeah. I think it was Pepper. Was it Pepper Rain? I, I think, think so, yeah. It's, I mean, we're talking MVPs. Mine's usually uh, more, uh, Sonny or Morris, just because they're holding it down so tightly. And props to Mike Scott as well, who was always a good member of the band as well. Is uh, I think Mike Scott's from a kind of like an underrated time in in Prince's life career, uh, the New Power Soul Band, a musicology band, you know, like so. I think people just like seeing Prince take the reins of the guitar and never really kind of. Yeah, but uh, Mike Scott's always been good. He's one of the few people that Prince let lead on his uh, stuff. So, kudos to. Can we talk about sexy MF? Oh well, I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Was that one of the ones I was singing to? I think it was. It probably was. Let's be honest. (laughs) Who wasn't singing to that song? I mean. Oh, I've got a story about this as well. Like, so I about a couple of weeks ago, I went down to uh, like a small bar in Plymouth, and like the DJ, and we was doing requests of the DJ, and so we kind of got the party guy and me and a couple of my friends. And one of the things I requested was "Sexy MF," and like this guy, like beat matched it in. It was like slightly faster than normal. It was, but you know, it's "Sexy MF." It's a great track, so people were dancing. But there was this hen party that was kind of kind of. Oh, it's a bit rude, isn't it? It's like, oh, the language is a bit raw. I was just like, it's like you've got an inflatable penis in your hand, but like, sexy MF is too much. Like, come on. So, like, I was that screen that that movie was kind of playing in my head. This was a personal thing that nobody else would have had, but there's that was kind of like that movie was kind of playing in my head when everybody was shouting sexy you know like, like i was just like i would love like to have, i'd love, love to have seen them in that room with everybody screaming i love the fact it was like you know i'm not shocked that you were starting a party yeah no, <laughs> you know, i'm not shocked on that but no yeah a hen party surely there would be up and, and up. it's got you know a great track to have on a hen party you'd think <laughs> i had to like literally take a deep breath to try and attempt to remain professional <laughs> and i kept looking out and obviously for those of the people that are listening and saw that you will have seen us doing our pictures in the little the, the press pit at the front so there was so much room to dance Chopin you wouldn't have coped there was so much room and you couldn't dance so I was like there was a few times that I made eye contact with Dale and I was like deep breath <laughs> remain professional <laughs> but when sexy MF kicked in it was so difficult 
<laughs> it's like you'd have to like dance with one limb like have very still left leg and very still hands but like then your right leg is just like dancing all over the place i was <laughs> managing until it gets to that bit where it's like sexy mother shaking that ass shaking i was like oh oh <laughs> i now have to tick the box on youtube saying not suitable for children now <laughs> oh my god it's like by this point, like my voice sounded like a husky and my my hips sounded like a rattlesnake, just like like by the end of this song. It's like it was so good. So good. Like, I mean, it's an amazing track anyway. One yeah. um one track that I kept hearing people mention since, and it's been talked about and a lot of people videoed was seven. I thought that that was beautiful the way they did that. Like very minimal arrangement. And actually, most of the singing was handled by the crowd, and that includes the verses. Like, I don't think Mackenzie did many lines, and it was actually, it really worked. Like, it was a beautiful moment. It's one of those songs that's a great unifier anyway. Yeah, I think he kind of just cued us in occasionally just to keep us mm. steady. There wasn't too much vocal in there at all, but it is one of those songs that I feel every Prince fan knows every single word to. So yeah, and I think there was once he kind of, I think he was about to cue in with the wrong word, but then he saw someone go, I don't know if that's true, but like I, I got I got the sense that maybe there was one point where he was about to come in with a different word and then everybody else kind of came in with the verse and it was just like, okay, yeah. you guys you guys know it very well. <laughs> yes, but no, I think, I think you're right, Leah, that um, it's one song that, you know, everyone will sing along and, you know, it's like, hey, you know the lyrics too. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm a Prince fan, but but it was that. I feel those lyrics. <laughs> I don't know those lyrics. I feel them deep within my soul. So uh, yeah, and it, it it was that um that choir effect of you know just get you know people singing along and um you know it's it, it was it was really good to see and you know i think at some point i flipped the camera around just to see you know i had my phone on me and flipped the camera around just to see the, the audience behind me um but yeah no, that, that was definitely there was a few ones where you felt like part of the audience you you it felt was one as, as the audience not sounding metaphorical i but, think yeah. he asked for house lights on that one as well yeah, I think was that the yeah. one where he, he asked for house lights on that so everybody could see each other? That was a well, there was one moment that was beautiful like that. But seven was a very, very beautiful like there's so much of the MPG stuff that's like funky as hell, you know, like an a party and a groove and a jam. But seven was one of those moments where it was just like oh uh, and I liked that they were doing it with one of that that moment happened with an MPG song. So that's that was, you know, icing on the cake for me. And yeah. I was wearing my Love Symbol album T-shirt, as you can see in the multiple photographs that people keep tagging me in. Yeah. Well, after that, they went straight into Call My Name, which was a bit of a shocker, um, really unexpected. But I feel like it was the perfect song to go straight into because I feel like that's another one that fans love singing along to. Granted, it's for the more hardcore. Um, but that one for me was beautiful. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's a track I've never personally heard live ever. I didn't get to see Prince perform it, I don't think. And um, so it was a privilege to get to hear that track live. But I was surprised by the crowd sing along to that one as well, uh, because that was 
that one was I was you know like when they slip into hardcore stuff it's like you can sometimes you think everybody's there for everything Prince and then you realize there's a lot of people that are there for you know a certain specific time period and absolutely welcome and it's fantastic you know you're as you much see as everyone like, go off you, to the bar to get the drinks or go yeah to the but, you see that sometimes you're still as much a fan as me that if you're there you know like it's the same thing i don't mean it like that sense i just mean like some people are just genuinely kind of not interested in music club or musicology stuff but um that one everybody stayed everybody and a lot of people sang along and i heard a lot of people go this is my song this is my yeah. song and i was just like Oh, I I, did, I didn't know everybody else. I, I mean, I, I've always liked the song. I, I wouldn't say it's like higher because you know, I'm not a ballads person, but I've always thought it's a good example of, you know, of his songwriting. But I was surprised by how deeply some like some of the reactions to it in the crowd. And it was. Uh, and it he did a great job of it as well. Yeah, it actually reminded me how much I love that song. Um, I know we haven't done a podcast on this album at all, but it reminded me how much I loved it. And as soon as that first note came in, it's got a dramatic opening, as we all know. Literally, I was singing instantly, like knew it within an instant. And I literally sang my heart out. Now, if you'd have asked me before the show, if they perform, you know, call my name, will you know, will you be hyped about that? I'd probably go, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to hear them do it. But I would never have expected myself to react that way. But I really did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Another one that people were really excited about, I saw as well, was gold. Oh, but but how couldn't you be? I totally agree. <laughs> it's one of my favourite print songs ever on the last podcast we did i told everyone it's better than purple rain in my opinion so i, I was agree. thrilled <laughs> you didn't get assassinated <laughs> i i'm still here <laughs> no uh, well, like, it was it was great patty and andy aren't here so shh, we can all say it out loud now gold is better than purple rain <laughs> oh i feel so good to hear it out loud ah feels so good uh, to say <laughs> i love that this podcast isn't any way shape or form biased in the the two 80s i <laughs> just neither <laughs> they were uh, they were invited they were invited to the podcast they were... i don't know if that makes it better or worse <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> but i i uh, from the opening chord but likewise like from the opening chords from that dun 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 i mean i'm just like shimmering <laughs> i'm just like uh it was missing the uh the confetti cannons though that's what i'm saying yeah well this is true i mean you need to if you're gonna play gold don't do it without confetti cannons that is true um but i this is what i came i this is what I came to hear kind of thing. I mean, if you tell me I'm going to an NPG show, I'm, uh, I know that our, um, Purple Rain is one of those things that anything associated with Prince, you kind of have to play when Doves cries. But if you, for me, if I want to hear MPG, I'm, 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 I'm here to hear and play gold. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, and Days of Wild. So... <laughs> Well, they go somehow from gold to black sweat seamlessly. How you make that happen, I, I don't know. 
Yeah. But I liked um shout out to Morris because I liked his little vocal intros of you know how he's like oh we we've got to put in a bit of a sweat on and and how he did the little you know in not innuendos but the little you know tip to the hat of doing the little introduction to this is the song that's going to be played next so yeah that was that was kind of cool yeah yeah i loved it like because he used to do he used to do that kind of preacher thing at the start of like satisfied like and i don't know if you remember like montabu's hair hut from like the mpg audio shows like he did oh i think it's the first audio show from from the MPG, like you know, they did these hour-long radio show things. The first one there's uh Morris Hayes does a Montabu's hair hut. It's hilarious. Love you, fantastic. Um, but it's he, you know, he's got that. He's got that kind of. He's got kind of. He's not just got musical timing. He's got comedy timing too. He's um, he's a good storyteller. Yes, he's a really good storyteller, Morris. Yeah, he is. And what's after the girl black sweat and then and oh, kiss i will say black sweat into kiss is a very 21 nights arrangement um i, I think see. that's what he's i think what they used was the 21 nights arrangement because morris was playing on that because th- that's how those two used to go it was like the perfect join though i know prince already used to do that but it does seem like the perfect switch up from black sweat to kiss it just works and then they go to nothing compares to you Beautiful, fan favorite, always. Yeah, Mackenzie again. Mackenzie, sorry, I'm wait. I, was, I should be wearing my Mackenzie T-shirt with my Mackenzie flag. Um, <laughs> I feel like we all should. He's so talented, and I feel like it's so difficult to be accepted by the community in the position that he's in. I think, like okay. you know, our, our community is brilliant, but it's really hard to please people. And I don't think Mackenzie could have done any better in. Right the way that he's done things and the way that the fan community have accepted him because it's been nothing but love and respect the whole time. And it's really, like with St- Stokely with the revolution as well, like has the same yeah. thing. Like they, are, um, I think they've, they've got the right approach. You just perform the songs well without trying to be, you know. Yeah. Nothing compares to you though. I've got to, I've got to say this is, um, it's a little overplayed over the last couple of years for me. Um, so it's I've I've had emotional moments to it over the last couple of years, but like I'm kind of like mm, I get that it's, I understand it's that. but but then half the people aren't haven't been playing it as or hearing it as much as I feel like nothing compares to you hit me the hardest after he passed and they released the single with the footage the rehearsal footage and I just think that after my cry of watching that. I'm never going to quite get the same feeling again. I feel like I've had my moment with it, kind of like yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm exactly. I was in I was in Minneapolis when that single video dropped, so it was like, and it was it was the morning of the first time I ever went to Paisley Park. So I watched that video for the first time. I think at Paisley Park. I no no like online that morning. Then went to Paisley Park and they played it, and that was that morning, and it was just like. Well, I'm kind of like my emotion for this song has kind of been like sucked at, you know. Like, yeah. You like. And it's, it's obviously it's worth mentioning as well. I don't know if we've mentioned it. Uh, obviously, Prince's last performance in the UK was at Coco, so I think there was that yeah a connection as well. And and 
you know, I didn't, I didn't get a vibe of people. You know, I think there was a lot of people emotional in the crowd. And I know, you know, some people were, some people did cry. But I think it was a, a great way to celebrate him in the venue that he last performed at. I, oh I yeah, thought... I, oh yeah. The the rest of the crowd were totally with the band, and it's it was, and it's the right thing to do. I'm just talking about my personal thing, but then that's because I've been binging on Prince for, you know, twenty five years. You know, yeah. like, right. So like, <laughs> that that's just my personal thing. I, I... yeah, and I, I just uh, it, there was there was no point that the crowd there was no down. I think that's what I'm trying to say is that there was no. no no down moments the energy didn't dip at any point yeah 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 like i i I could i was i appreciate the energy was still there i was just at that point i was an observer rather than a participator yeah um and but it's still an enjoyable thing to observe it's not like a bad time (laughs) but i know for a fact you will have gone to a participator when they went in to get off next oh <laughs> like only could um, I hear Chopin singing. I'm pretty sure I could hear him moving as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we sung some background vocals that weren't actually sung by the band as well. Me and Maureen. I think there was one point where I kind of like I, I sung in her ear. I am Violet the organ grinder as well, just because you know the same song like just please if they go into violet the organ grinder i am done i am done but like i feel like at that point me and you will have just floated into the air cool mike scott scott looked as well he looked like a funk wizard yeah <laughs> funk wizard they need yeah. to sell that on the t-shirt now yeah. they should he did with the little red shoes as well it was like his little red spiky shoes, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, he did look like a yeah funk wizard, very boosty Collins style. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he always, I'm always reminded of that little clip from um, like the musicology tour where like he's playing the guitar and uh, um, Prince is like, you know, this is a no pimp zone. So you know, like, what gang are you in? What cool in the gang? Cool in the gang. <laughs> it's like, like, and Mike's just sitting there, like sitting with that chicken grease guitar just like <laughs> love it yeah cool guy so after get off we do start going into our little like 80s trilogy we have 1999 followed by let's go crazy followed by controversy it's um, <laughs> somewhere paddy and <laughs> paddy and andy are going why are they not talking about these tracks why have they gone <laughs> silent <laughs> There's a disturbance in the 80s Prince world. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going really go wrong with their, it. I really liked the performance of con- uh, Controversy. I thought it was, yeah. there was a lot of, and Mackenzie again, sorry. I'm, I really am a fan. Um, yeah, it just the energy was just, yeah, it was, it was just great. And it was, yeah. And every time we're talking about a song, I'm just hearing, I'm hearing it in, you know, you go into Prince mode, and you're like, da, 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 yeah, yeah. It's great. It's just we know we're going to get Let's Go Crazy, and we know we're going to get 1999 at any kind of Prince yeah. live event. So they're kind of a given. Um, but I, I mean, thought- personally, I would have swapped out Let's Go Crazy. Well, no, personally, I would have swapped out 1999 for Darling Nikki, but you know. <laughs> 
Can you imagine Mackenzie doing Darling Nikki? He was already humping a monitor during Black Sweat. Oh, yeah, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Break my head. (laughs) But then we do have the somewhat shocker. I suppose it's not a shocker at an MPG gig, but straight after controversy, we go into Days of Wild. There's so many great videos I've seen of, of just the crowd. And Sam got a great video uh, that uh, I borrowed from him and you just, where he was and just the silhouette of uh, of Tony and then the crowd all moving their hands at the same time. It's a great clip. And again, it was just, it reminded me again of the boat party and, you know. So Days of Wild, I mean, everybody's going to know, you know, most people will know what I think of it, given what I've said about 90s stuff. So Leah, how was you with this one? This song cleanses my soul. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as soon as this song kicked in, like my spirit left my body and was just dancing up in the ceiling of the Cocos. Um, we, this was really late on in the gig, so I knew I'd got all my shots kind of in the bag at this point. So this was kind of the first time I really relaxed into the gig. The rest of the time I was pretty preoccupied, but this song, I was like, okay, camera down. If a shot presents itself, I'll take it, but I'm just settling into this one. And I was just pogoing by the speaker. Um, but it's so good. I mean, I would be appalled if I went to go see MPG and Days of World wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the one, it has to be done. Yeah. Um, and it just has the same effect on me every single time. I think I could have gone to every single MPG show on this tour and I still would not be upset about hearing Days of Wild. I can hear it on a loop and it just makes me feel better every single time. It's, it's, it's epic as a song. I know that there were parts of my, parts of it where, uh, me, Kat Maureen were like, I don't know about them, but I was screaming. So like, I was screaming out, these are the days of, so much. I was just like, I was like, wait a minute. Did I just taste blood? Have I ripped my vocal cord? Oh my God. And I was like, everyone's singing different back in. So you might be going, these yeah. are the days of world. Someone next to you. Is nah. going, <laughs> I think, and, Somebody in the corner going, hold on to your wigs. I think as a Prince fan community is the best way to sum up this song. I think if it was, it's our football charm. It's our Sweet Carolina. I think it's (laughs) Sweet Caroline, sorry. Um, It is our football charm. It's like like a stadium chant. It's like a a stadium uh, chant, isn't it? Yeah. You know, soul clapping, you know, like soul clapping along to the kick drum is our mexican wave you know and, and days of the wild is our uh like football chant there were parts of it i mean because there was so different um so many different little things you can hear like one person off in the distance going free the slags, you know like from the record and then there's like uh me and a couple of others when i oh, were doing that uh i play that Bass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ah, play that mother. Like, so, like, people were different chanting different bits from different live versions, either it be like the crystal ball version or like some, some people were doing bits from like a glam slam bootleg from you can tell which bootleg they owned by which like chant they were doing. It was fun, literally, it's fantastic. Like as a song, it's just like it, see the uh, fans assembling and doing their mating call. Yeah, exactly. Things like David Attenborough. It's like here we have Prince fans going, <laughs> living out their days of wild. 
hear yeah, their mating call of nah, these aren't the days these aren't the days <laughs> i'm so gonna edit that now <laughs> so on, after they got us like super hyped <laughs> Yeah, and that's when we get our Purple Rain and introductions to the band. Yeah, well, um, I was ready for Get Wild. I'm sorry. I was the same. I was just like, oh, I, you know, this is an important song, and you have to play it. I get it, but I'm ready for Get Wild. <laughs> and three nineteen, and now an endorphin mm. machine. <laughs> Return of the Bomb Squad. Yes. <laughs> Return of the. In Bomb Squad. By the way, you guys Big are DJing fun. at my you guys are DJing at my funeral with Drake on there. Exactly. <laughs> as they lower Love as, this track. As we layer this coffin to the ground, we all bow our heads and get freaky and let your head bob. Get freaky and let your head bob. And as as that fades <laughs> out and the final track commences, and we get to look at Lee's lovely body in the coffin. Face down. <laughs> funeral prince jokes. Anyway. Funeral prince funeral jokes. <laughs> you can edit that. Out. That was even a category. <laughs> Nasty corpse. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how oh, that was. Yeah. Anyway, we're um, burying you in a. We're burying you in lingerie and, <laughs> and playing nasty corpse. <laughs> You can definitely edit this out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take that one. No. <laughs> no. Back uh, to Purple Rain. Back to Purple Rain. <laughs> I said, I'd rather back talk about these. All the 80s Lee's. tracks, we all go silent going, yeah, I don't know what we need to say. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather talk about Lee's funeral than Purple <laughs> Why are oh, we done, mate. <laughs> no, I... Uh, um, no, I for any listeners, we are in fact sober. Yeah. Uh, Lee is drinking a kind of boost. Um, but other than that, the only coke I've had is liquid and bubbly. I'm on some caffeine, but other than okay. that, other than that, the purple rain, the purple, the purple rain. Yeah, it was great. People sang along. You know, it's like that thing with Sign of the Times. Even before Mackenzie starts singing, everybody's going, um, oh, we, oh, oh. In Purple Rain, even before it, you know, from the opening chords, everybody's going, ooh. Like, literally, ooh. the lights go down and the purple lights come on and everyone's already woo-hoo-hooing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, that... And, like, literally, oh. People have been waiting yeah. to sing along. Great unifier. It's again. It's one of those things. I like. You know, I, I where I become an observer rather than a participator. Um, because it's it's nice. To, it's nice to see how people to the core feel this one, and yeah, you have to play it like anyway. But I think it's for the band. It must be uh, a joy to play anyway because the energy that comes from it. So you know, like that's true. We, I mean, we, we, we can secretly kind of like go in the. Okay, it's the purple rain moment. We've got to give these guys what they want. Look around, uh, and and I still, like I said, with nothing compares to you, still enjoyable, still love it. But like, I'm just like you, just hype me up with days of wild. I'm ready for big fun. Get wild. Return of the bomb squad. Uh, Violet the organ grinder. Pheromone. Acknowledge me. Yes. <laughs> like. This poor band, the pull they have to choose from, like 
I would just love them to do. Push. Yeah. Oh, stop it, Chopin. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it. Watch this one. Count the days because Sunny was out. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that. I wanted the good life. The good life. Yes. Uh, good life or his version of Love Thy Will Be Done. Oh. We just turned into them Funky fans de- of like, why didn't they do this song? Funky design. See, I appreciate those fans and I get those fans, but I get also get that the gig wasn't 10 hours long. So yeah. our list is going to be... Mm-hmm. Loose, interactive. You know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to do like a Coco show or a main venue show and then give us an after show. You know what they could After show, that's when they hit us with Pharaoh and all of that good stuff. Exactly. If you didn't like one of those, uh, because Ida did one. Ida Nelson did a show in Camden and then did like a kind of an after show jam thing at the Pizza Express in Soho. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing um, because like like she stretched out and jammed and did different stuff. I I would love to like... um, like the MPG to do their main shows, you know, like that kind of festival shows and big things. And then do the next time they come around, do a smaller party where they do just like hardcore stuff. Yeah. Like and advertise it as stuff. such so people know what they're getting themselves into. Um, but I think it's unreleased like- stuff. Like before we get into like like when they recorded at Paisley Park uh, this last celebration, apparently they recorded Son of Sexy MF, right? I'd love to have heard them like slip that in. Yeah. Do you know how I would do it? The inner geek in me would be, I would have a survey link on a website and it would be like, vote for your favourite tracks and you vote for the tracks and the fans create a playlist. Yeah. And you can see it, you can interactively see it, hey, um, and just see like, you know, Get wild is this forty five percent or something? And have you know? And then the set list is built up by the fans. It's like I'll vote. vote. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, 50, yeah. Fifty the percent. Fifty percent of the show is going to have to be Purple Rain. Let's go. Like I, I understand that for the very because they're not just playing MPG only rooms. They're playing festivals. There are certain things that people ask of bands or expect them to play at festival things so i understand that they've got kind of contractual things or maybe i'm not sure if they do but um or external just expect- pressures external pressures one of them is just expectation of uh, of people wanting to come there and sing purple rain so they have to do purple rain let's go crazy when doves cry all that kind of stuff so if you do like if you do like a 50 percent, please the hardcore 50 percent. uh yeah i don't know i i it must be incredible. Like every, I think we all agree. It's, it's hard. Incredibly, it's hard. It's incredibly hard. And yeah, like me personally, I think because you know, got to do that and maintain the energy between the two as well, between the two fifty percent, right? And you have so. to find time to rehearse all this stuff. Oh yeah. The bigger the set list, the more you're adding in. It's more rehearsal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the logistics of it is like mm. maybe that's why we haven't got Return of the Buff Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to do a sampler set. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Maybe they, you know, like that. it worked for Prince. It made uh, made a lot of people feel like they'd heard their favorite song. So mm. yeah, yeah. But no. then all the eighties stuff. In if it was down to you, shows all the eighties stuff would be in some like ten minute <laughs> sampler set, and then the other like hour and a half. <laughs> oh no! no, no, no looking no. so sweet and innocent. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, the sampler set would have been ninety stuff as well. <laughs> like, yeah, they got yeah. a whole revolution show where there was no ninety stuff. I don't see why I don't get. 
fair. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all great. It's all. Go pants outside holding the sign. Going, yeah, I want nineties. <laughs> Look, this this is a man so fucking talented with enough stuff that you can get. You can you can be unhappy. Not unhappy, but you can be kind of like, oh, I can see a great gig without your twenty biggest hits. <laughs> yeah. Like the most beautiful girl in the world. Mm. Yeah, I think because now that's that's now been they've sorted out the legal issues with that. So well, that's why the repress was this year. Yeah. yeah. What what songs do we have? So yeah. then we move on to our encore. So after Purple Rain, they go off and they came back on to DMSR. Which great. I love that song. I do really love that song. Um, I have a little story in relation to DMSR actually, because um, I saw them on their last tour, but in Birmingham. And I don't know if you remember, but on the last tour for DMSR, they got fans up to dance up on stage. And I had already seen, I'm sure they did London first and then they came to Birmingham, or they'd done some other venue and I knew they were getting people up for DMSR. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. I was like, hashtag barrier crew, enjoying my time on the barrier. DMSR comes on and Mackenzie points at me and he's like, I want you up. And I'm like, yes, this is my moment, <laughs> my time to shine. And I went to sort of like edge forward a little bit with the rail in front of me and security pointed at me and was like, get down. And they wouldn't let any of us up. So it was three three girls, um, me, me being one of them, that were pointed out at the front that were told to come up, but security wouldn't let any of us up. So this time I was like, when DMSR comes up, I, like I knew they hadn't been getting people up for DMSR because COVID and the whole situation. But yeah. th- I thought maybe from what they mentioned in the podcast when we interviewed them, that because they were doing the meet and greet, I thought maybe they will get people up for DMSR because it's the last date of the tour. So because they hadn't done meet and greet to any of the other venues. So I thought maybe they will get people up for DMSR. So I was like ready, waiting, ready to go. And, and they didn't. But um my time will come. My time will come. <laughs> I will say DMSR would have I would have been in the mood for DMSR after Days of the Wild. That would have been a kind of 80s track that I could have. Yeah. Or America, like that could that would have been a but DMSR was fantastic. I was so up for that. Yeah, it's another crowd sing along, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's such a great song. Um, and then they go on to Baby I'm a Star. That was a good finisher. That was a good that was a good finisher. It was... New tour arrangement as well. So yeah, yeah that baby. Yeah. So proud of you, Chopin. <laughs> no. I sing I sing most of my reviews rather than talk them. <laughs> no, just the fact of your arrangement knowledge as well. I'm sure sure Paddy will oh, be listening to this guy. Yeah. He, he's a legend. He's really good. He knows his stuff. <laughs> Look, we've all got the bootlegs. Come on. <laughs> I think that's like the most bootlegged show yeah, as well. Like I feel like every time you go online and it's a Prince live show, it's either a bootleg of Syracuse or a bootleg of New Tour 90. Yeah, it's either Tokyo or La Coruña. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock and Rio. Oh, yeah, Rock and Rio. <laughs> so that was, that was their closing track. I think it was a great closer. It left us all really hyped. Um, but... I don't know. I kind of don't remember the show ending. I know that sounds really strange, but I kind of don't remember. Yes, I do. They came, well, I, I think you might remember them coming out and doing a bit of an energetic crowd chant. Yeah, 
they mm-hmm. came out and they did Johnny. Yes. Now, me, me and Maureen had and Katrina had been doing the ah 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 every Dead Space kind. Let's get them to play it by just starting a, a chant out, and there were the, you could hear these little chants throughout the gig, like starting out of the Johnny, but then uh, like the OEOs would start as well, and they'd be a lot louder. But um, that I love that. I love that they did Johnny. Because it was a competition between the um, locations, wasn't it? The tour locations. I did and, feel uh, sorry for people that didn't know it, though, because they were kind of just like bobbing along. <laughs> I kind of looked yeah. at people and I was like, oh. If I, like, if I knew they were going to do it then for the competition, I would have pushed some people out the way. Because <laughs> voice, voice or no voice, I think I was at twenty five percent voice at that point. It was, it would have been a very bass note version of it. <laughs> it was great though, and um, it was really fun to see the band's footage because they all filmed yeah. the audience. Oh yeah. So for those of us that were kind of near the front or at the front, it was great to kind of see ourselves in the video as well. It's like, oh, I've been shot, you know, I've been shot by Tony M or I've videoed by Morris. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's where we got the shout out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Tony you M. Guys got a shout out by now. Yeah. Yes, that was very cool. Even the I think the camera came on me and you, Leo, and then we got a shout out. That that was that was uh, very surreal. And I said to Chopin, I said, "14-year-old Lee doing his paper round, listening to the Love Symbol album, uh, you know, rapping along to Tony M, and then Tony M gives you a shout out." Uh, yeah, it was a it was a moment. It's a nice a full team. circle moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. what I was about to say is very full circle. I, I was at Prince's last show at Coco. Um, it was the last time I saw him. Obviously, it was at his last show in the UK. So just going back to Coco for me was really emotional because it was that last time. I'm sure it was for you guys as well. Um, did you both go Coco? The Prince? No, Park? I missed. I was no, out. weirdly enough, I I had tickets and oh. I was in the queue outside. I was kind of in the queue outside, but like I'd started a job. And they had booked me overtime that I hadn't approved, but they were like basically like, well, you've just started. I mean, so I mean, if it happened now, I would have told them where to go, but it was this weird thing that had happened at the time. So it was kind of like, okay. Oh my God, I went to a Prince gig that Chopin didn't go to. I didn't think that was possible. You've done two. You've done Chopin, two if I remember rightly, Rosalina was tagging us and both me and you weren't there because you were somewhere yeah. and I was out of the country. I was either yeah. in Switzerland, Japan or Rio yeah. somewhere. Well, I went up and said hello to like, because I, I knew so many people I, were going to be there that I uh, like, I just kind of like went up there pre to see the lineup and just like, kind of give some people some hugs and highs. And it was yeah you went to you've been to a couple that i haven't been to you like i haven't been to any of the birmingham ones i like okay um did did you go to any of the 2014 like the i did the manchester o2 academy i didn't yeah that's i didn't do that one i did the birmingham arena that's where i first met you leah coco's coco show I met you afterwards at Birmingham when we was all in the park. You met me before then, Lee. I'm sure. You I'm met sure. me at a, a London weekender because I went to my first London weekender when I was 16. Yeah, okay. I wasn't even old enough to be in the venue. <laughs> I think I remember that because you 
Do Prince fans confessions? I came in a white lace dress and white stockings and suspenders. I yeah, I and think I purple remember. hair. <laughs> Okay. I, I, think I, that, I will send you. I'll put a picture in the group chat. Okay. To, yeah, I seem to remember that. Weird enough, I think we've only been to one sh- uh, the, one show, the same show, and we didn't nights? know each other. Twenty one nights last night, and that was the only show we've been at the same show, and we didn't know each other then. It's so weird. So weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was it was very full circle going to Coco. Um, and my goal, people who know me just think, oh, Leo wanted to meet Prince. But for me, my goal was always to work with him in some capacity to be part of that creative team. So it was really strange for me to be there in a professional capacity for PPUK at Coco's. It felt so far yet so close, <laughs> but it was a real full circle. So to do that, it was such an amazing opportunity. So um, thank you, Lee, for for enabling that. It's really appreciated. Um but it was emotional. I'm kind of almost glad I was distracted because I was doing something because I think at times I may have been kind of overwhelmed with that emotion if I wasn't yeah. so distracted. Yeah, no, like I said earlier, you, you know, a lot of people don't know the hard work that goes in behind the scenes and thank you to MPG for allowing us to help support and, you know, letting us take photographs and stuff and it was all good and we've done our best. We did our best to... To, to support it and um yeah no, it's been it was it's been hard work but really I, I think we've really really enjoyed it and it's you know and that show was really really good and I had a blast and you know 90s fan boy came out at several points during the night and apologies for me singing on several of the live streams and the YouTube videos that I've put up uh my <laughs> album will be released at the end of the month um <laughs> with all the MPG classics and lots, uh lots me of and Tony, samples. <laughs> yeah all the samples and uh hopefully me and Tony M will be releasing a rap video <laughs> <laughs> I I however the next day having uh this is vastly improved by the way uh, from Monday and my job is to do train announcements uh on the platform <laughs> So the Pla- next day, platform I roll 319. Yeah, platform three nineteen. It's more like um, I, 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 you know, like it sounded like I had been smoking cigarettes my entire life. And I was just like, the next train to arrive on platform ten <laughs> will be calling <laughs> that. <laughs> so it was, it was rough. It was a rough day doing announcements. No, like I had twenty five percent of my voice at most. Well, we Stratford rock and roll in line. <laughs> yes, like the next train will be going to South End. Phil <laughs> like, <laughs> Mitchell in the house. Yeah, he was. Oh, tell him. And then I had to go out and like some people. If, if like I'm the guy with also the guy with the whistle and the lamp that shouts at you if you're kind of playing around with the train when it's moving like tells you to stand away so all of a sudden there's this stand away <laughs> <laughs> they look like they've been haunted by someone like some ungodly creature <laughs> rather than shouted <laughs> so. so when you do announcements do you ever sneak in Prince lyrics or, tr- or track names <laughs> No, but if I do, oh, yeah. I will record it for the show. All right. 
Please do. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll do it on night shift when all the passengers are too drunk to notice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was um, a really great experience, and you know, I really enjoyed myself. And again, thank you for everyone that came to the pre-gig party, uh, and thank you for everyone that said we, you know, they're enjoying the podcast. You know, we're trying our best, and hopefully, everyone's enjoying themselves. And thank you for the support. I think that's the perfect little ending to our podcast there. Perfect. So from a very tired PPUK, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been an MPG review and we'll be back with you soon with many more reviews. Yeah, so, I'm so, Leah, <laughs> so Leah, does this cleanse your soul? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> Ha 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 ha.